0: Hey, everybody, and uh, welcome back to another exciting episode of Indie Film Cafe. I'm your host, Jonathan Moody, and I'm joined by my co-host,
1: Holly Presented, and as the Moo Cow, Moo.
0: And we got a special guest, somebody who's never been on this show before, but she's been on a couple of my uh, podcasts before. Please welcome Lacey
2: Lou. How are you doing, Lacey? Good. I do my best thinking when I'm in a jacuzzi.
3: Yay!
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, you do. Uh, she's,
0: she see, so she's referencing the movie that we're gonna be talking about tonight, which mm-hmm. is Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Ugh, anybody boy. Anybody know the lyrics of the song?
1: <laughs> Trying to scrub that from my head.
2: I, I keep thinking that it's uh, I got a one-way ticket to paradise, or two tickets to paradise. I can't, like, I already fucked that up. Sorry. pathetic
1: 80s douche music
2: yes like we all need to wear like hawaiian shirts
1: (laughs) i should have i have one
2: (laughs) i should have too i didn't (laughs)
0: even think about that oh man where were you in my head when i was uh
1: see if we'd done this at the studio we could have we could have all shown up in our hawaiian shirts and had hawaiian pizza
2: there you go but with pineapple yeah pineapple does go on pizza pizza. i will die on that hill
0: i agree i agree thank you lacy um but yeah so we'll be back to talk about this crazy ass movie after we hear some
1: mood music
0: And we are back. Um, so uh, we are here to talk about Hard Ticket to Hawaii, a film by Andy Sedaris. <laughs> uh, anybody want to um, encapsulate? With the How about you, Lacey? Would you like to encapsulate the plot or the story of this movie? There was a
2: plot to this movie? <laughs> <laughs> sort
0: of? Uh, there kind of was? There was something, I think, that resembled... It's
1: a cartoon with Boobs, it's a boob tune. A boob tune,
2: yes. Um, there's a chick who wants to. Uh, this was like a first time watch for me, so uh, sorry. And and sometimes it was a little hard to pay attention, I'm not gonna lie. Um, but uh, basically, there's this chick who uh apparently is like part of the DEA, and Mm -hmm. she gets sent to Hawaii to bust some drugs. There's, like, a random snake, also, that happens to be along (laughs) while they're trying to bust these drug dealers, and, uh... As you do. And just a bunch of other fucking random shit happening in it that I don't even think is centric to the plot. (laughs) Um, like um yeah i'm sure we'll discuss that as we get into it but i think that's basically the synopsis of um hard ticket to well, hawaii
1: what's the what's being <laughs> left out because you don't know because you haven't watched it before but this is a sequel to uh malibu express which he did previous to this which was actually a much better film it's oh, still yeah. cheesy and silly but it had better people like Darby Hinton is in there and he was too embarrassed to show up in this one. Sybil Danning was in there and she was
0: too embarrassed to show up in this she one. She was too
1: embarrassed to show up in this. So, yeah, it's um, it's like the, uh, you know, the um, oh, God, who's the the crappy little dog and Scooby-Doo that everybody hates? Scrappy-Doo. Scrappy-Doo. It's like the Scrappy-Doo to the Scooby-Doo. That's that's kind of how I look at it. <laughs>
0: that's a good that's a good way i i agree because we did a a couple years a couple seasons ago i think season five we did savage beach with kate Mm -hmm. phoenix and that was so much fun and it was so exciting and it was so like non-ridiculous it actually had a plot it actually had things going on that made sense and this movie was just like i don't know like
1: this is what 1987 there was a lot of cocaine back then and (laughs)
0: you think cocaine was involved Uh,
1: somewhere along the line i don't know andy from your grave let us know what's going on with that one
2: (laughs) or it is crazy to think that this was the state of affairs of the year i was conceived
0: (laughs) you were conceived in (laughs) in
2: 1987
0: yes on saint patrick's day oh my
2: god from thanksgiving yeah
0: so it's kind
2: of great that i know what day i was conceived yeah
0: oh (laughs) You know, <laughs> uh, hey, you know, I, I don't think I know that stuff, but I, I don't really want to know. I could guess by nine months, you know, or whatever. But uh, yeah, um, let's go. Let's go into it. So I'm going to give you a little bit of background. So, of course, we just said this was an Andy Sedaris film. Andy was known for all of us. This- junk like he he's a boobs guns and um explosives guy that's and
1: helicopter and the Cessna yeah. the little Cessna plane that he puts in every one of his movies
0: yeah so he puts all that stuff in the movies and and whatnot so this is just his general his general thing he's made movies like we said Malibu Express which was a prequel to this or uh, the first of before this movie, this is a sequel. Then there was a trilogy. So there was Picasso Trigger, which the I have not seen, trilogy. which I have not seen, and I don't... It's got to be better than this. Oh, it, mean, is. Okay. it is. Okay. <laughs> maybe he, maybe he learned fun. a little bit. Um, Let's see. Then there was... Yeah, so he had done, like, Hard Hunted, Savage Beach, which we did, which we covered, Return to Savage Beach, you know, be cool. all this stuff. And that's just... Yeah. Bunch of these things, but interestingly enough, he was not just a filmmaker. Though he got to start directing like NFL Monday Night Football. football. Yep.
1: yep, that's where he made his bones.
0: I know. So he kind of threw he, that in the movie. Did you know like the sportscaster and he stuff? Throws it, that
1: in there in various films.
0: I know. And did you guys know he actually acted in the movie? He plays Whitey, the TV director guy. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't know. He really had zero point to patty the movie cakes. except
1: patty cakes.
0: um yes so then uh we got so we got that um we got um well your girl is hope marie carlton i love
1: hope marie carlton frankly she's the best thing about this film i couldn't stand anybody else i I she was all
0: talking about james bond right she was the chick that just kept talking about james kind of got on my nerves after a while with that stuff you know I, i
1: i call this movie to friends um you know, bimbos, brotards, and douchebags. That's kind of what the movie's made up of. But I love Hope Marie Carlton. She's great in everything, so she was she was the reason I managed to get through the film.
0: And uh, <laughs> Donna Spear, who plays Donna, she's the main girl, uh, sort of main. I mean, both of those girls are like really the main girls um, too. But well, uh, the anger issue. Did <laughs> you know she was drunk through most of it? I'm not surprised. (laughs) Wouldn't you be? (laughs) Well, here's the thing. She really had, like, an actual alcohol problem. Now she's a substance abuse Mm -hmm. person. So she actually helps with substance abuse issues. And and, she,
1: Hope Carlton, and several others, at least two others, are also former Playboy playmates.
0: Yeah. So. um, That makes
2: sense of all the titties.
0: Yep. Pretty much. (laughs) I mean, you can imagine that's pretty much what they... What they did was they just grabbed as many Playboy playmates. The reason the
1: movie was made.
0: Yeah, I mean, Mm -hmm. I I don't even know where they show this. Like maybe Showtime or something or Skinamax, but like you can't show this on like USA or one of the regular channels. You know what I mean? Like you'd have to cover up like half the movie or something, or cut half the movie or whatever. You know?
1: You could do with cutting half the movie. That'd be just fine. (laughs)
0: It was an hour and thirty-seven minutes or so. Like that's. that's I a mean, pretty...
1: cut the stupid snake crap out completely. That was so ridiculous, <laughs> unnecessary
0: favorite parts though especially the, the toilet snake come on now yeah to...
1: oh yeah you see it it's on the it's on my screen
0: i know like that's like one of the best parts of it because it's just so random and out oh there.
1: i don't know i think the uh roller skating assassin with the blow-up doll no skateboarding
0: sorry yeah, skateboarding. skateboarding.
1: yeah that was probably the most random part
2: so what we'll, was we'll ta- the best part it I was the- Yeah, well, no, so, okay, I have to be honest, Jonathan, so, as I'm watching this movie, I'm like, like, I'm, like, in full fucking Halloween horror movie mode, right? Right. And I've been watching nothing but horror, and, like, that's just where, like, my mind's at. I turn this fucking movie on, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like, what the hell is this, Jonathan? Well, it's horrible. (laughs) Horrible. Horrible. Well, well, that's why I want to get to the snake part, because, like, it did have a little bit of horror element to it. So I was like, okay, I can get behind it because of this fucking snake. So it was actually, like, when the snake appeared, that's what started to draw me into the movie, actually. <laughs> so I was like, is this a horror movie? Like, I was so confused what was In going on. In
1: spite of the fact that it was clearly a rubber snake. Well,
2: <laughs> the first one looked like a puppet when it yeah, appears it was a like puppet. a puppet, and yeah. i was like i was like oh god why and then like <laughs> and then i don't know it attacked the like, okay so <laughs> when they find the polaroid that <laughs> like, after <laughs> they find the polaroid,
1: the polaroid it just was fucking... so poor
2: but like how long ago had that scene taken place and like it just now being developed and it just happens to like develop with them while they're on screen no just
0: a, that's not how polaroids work so kitties who may <laughs> not be familiar with what a polaroid camera is or, or you whatever gotta shake the
2: picture
0: you have to shake the picture but also you, once you take the picture right it comes out it doesn't like yeah. wait until right. somebody presses a button it should have and
1: been and developed a out. long time ago yeah it would have it.
0: been developed a long time ago so unless they had just, just shot the shot it at that time and that's what they got which was not the case yeah,
1: he's Deus ex snake enough basically <laughs> is what he is
0: yeah so they were basically like, like oh my god there's a snake and you're like seeing the snake all around like you know whatever slithering around sort of <laughs> you know, whatever they can do for making it slither. It almost feels like an Ed Wood movie where they're like, you know, trying to make this work. You know, I just wish there was stock footage, you know, stock footage snake.
1: The best part is when they're about to hit the people. And instead of being the tough, rough gangsters that they are, the guy's like, Oh my God, a snake. And he can't, (laughs) he can't do his little assassination thing. And it's like, really, really? so ridiculous Then he get shot in the face <laughs> those troubles
0: yeah it was ridiculous it, mm-hmm. it, it they're all these are the the worst dea people or whatever that i've ever seen yeah, it's they're a cartoon. like yeah they're you know and they're stupid as hell like these guys are dumb people who just make them like the world's biggest mistakes and i can't and- st-
1: them there's especially the the guys uh, uh jade and uh rowdy oh my god i just want to smack them over the head with a dead fish every time they open their stupid mouths
0: i think you need a big doobie yeah <laughs> <laughs> what was that like heavy doobie or something you know whatever it was Oh my. every goodness. time
1: every single character other than hope marie carlton i'm sorry I'm, i have a crush but everybody else i just could not stand
0: i i didn't like Donna Spear in it because you're right. Most of the time she's just yelling at Hope Marie Carlton, you know, about everything, like, you know, right? And I'm like, right. But she does her best thinking in the uh, jacuzzi.
1: Of course she does. Her her (laughs) boobs (laughs) are her brains.
0: I I don't, okay. So, Lacey, you're, 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 you know, you're a woman. You can give this idea. I mean, do you really go with your friends and just get topless in a jacuzzi?
2: um no (laughs) I I can't say that I've ever done that I'm not saying that I want to do that but um no that's not um a typical thing that I think happens I mean no I um well you know I've gone skinny dipping with my friends does that count
0: I mean yeah see that's understandable though that's like typical of like especially when you were teenagers it was sort of typical of uh teenagers to uh to go skinny dipping but
2: you know what I floated down a river as an adult on a tube and we all went topless so maybe so maybe if me too yeah (laughs) yeah I got really bad sunburnt from that I don't recommend it
0: Funny, funny thing is I've never floated down a river, so not yet. It's, it's on my bucket list.
2: You gotta do it, it's fun.
0: Um, so yeah, so let's, uh, okay, so I guess let's bring it to the beginning of the movie, you know, how it all kind of all starts, you know, kind of go into there and kind of talk about some of the better scenes, but like, Remember the two guys in the beginning of the movie, like, I I don't know. Did they have like a a helicopter or something or whatever? They were just like random
3: dudes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And they were like talking and you could barely understand a word they were saying to each other. And it was like garbled English, I guess, you know, or whatever. And then they get, uh, they see these, the, I guess, were they drug guys or something? The, The dudes who were like shooting at them and whatever.
1: Right. Yeah, I think they were.
0: Uh, nothing is ever explained, like why these guys just tie these guys up and they just shoot them. You know, and that never comes back into like a big picture thing of it. It was just a scene with guns and people shooting. Now those guys did get attacked by the uh, uh, by the DA girls, and I'm like, so random people, but like these DA agents or that, 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 that like good that they can just swift these these like four guys or whatever two two guys maybe it was but uh whatever uh you know you know what I'm talking about like I didn't
1: buy them being DEA agents for one second not at all I'm sorry I just did not buy it
2: they kind of like reminded me of like Baywatch rejects
1: right
0: <laughs> Baywatch rejects wow. they, were, they were trying they were trying to go for that and Pam Anderson was like nope they're not allowed <laughs> You're not allowed to join me. Um, you're not in my league.
1: Especially when the one bad guy's like throwing the the frisbee with the one random chick and that's what he does every day or something. It's like, really? Okay. That makes a lot of sense. You shoot these other two people, but you'll play frisbee with this one.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. That that was absolute but I think it was because it was frisbee. The guy, guy thought he was so good he was like tossing it through his leg.
1: i know it was so embarrassing it's like come on really (laughs) you're trying to impress us once again
2: how would he know know to have a fucking frisbee with razor blades on it that's what that was that's not (laughs) not gonna (laughs) work
1: that's that's not gonna work
2: duct tape it didn't look like real razors (laughs) no it (laughs) was
1: Not gonna work, it's ridiculous.
2: I thought it was gonna explode or something, I didn't think it was gonna like you could shoot
0: razor blades at him or whatever. It
1: reminded me of the Wang Wang movie. Remember when he has his little hat where the blades come out? I'm like, Yeah, he's pulling a Wang Wang right there. But the Wang Wang
0: made more sense, like that actually was done well. This was done like sloppy and made no sense as to like somebody having a hat and taking it off and throwing it. Is way more believable than somebody going up and saying, hey, you want to play Frisbee with some random guy with a gun? Yeah, Mm. the guy's going to drop his gun to go play Frisbee with some random dude on the beach he doesn't know, knowing that people are coming there to try to kill his boss. And and they have kidnapped, by that time, they had kidnapped that one girl who they thought was the other girl, I guess. Yeah, Eddie. Yeah, Eddie, who I think they thought was Hope Murray Carlson or something.
1: I think so. It's not really clear.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they just grab whoever. Because it
1: furthered the plot, I suppose, I guess. I'm not really sure. I literally think this was made
0: up on the spot because there is one scene that made me go, okay, this does not feel like a script. This feels like improv, right, or something, where they were like, the two girls... We're like, oh, we don't have a phone. Let's go into this random place with sumo wrestlers. Mm, right. And let's, right. you know, right. And I think like I feel like he just said, Hey, let's go into this random place. We'll put these, you know, and then sumo wrestlers happen to be there. And he said, Let's,
1: you know, let's do it. They don't even sumo wrestle. They just kind of like slap each other like a couple of pissed off walruses. You know, <laughs> the whole point of sumo is you're supposed to be you're supposed to push the other guy outside of the circle, and that's what they generally do. That's what they practice. They don't sit there and go <laughs> slap each other. It's just silly.
0: What'd you think of the sewer wrestlers, Lacey?
2: Oh god. Um there was so much shit in this movie. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> that it didn't cartoon. make any sense. Um I just <laughs> like um it was something it
1: was something i i fully expected one of those acme 64 uh 1000 pound anvils to come out of the sky and hit the coyote on the head any second
0: right it, it it was very cartoonish and and not in a lovable and sweet kind of way it's it's more like we don't know what we're doing we're going to just make everything so uh crazy um there was the like we talked about uh, there's a lot of guns in the movie. There's this like rocket launcher thing that has like four, oh my God. four, uh, you know, and they,
1: which blows up the, uh, the helicopter in this big giant ball of flame. But when he shoots the snake with it, it's just a little tiny pop. that just is enough to kill the snake. How convenient inside the house.
0: <laughs> well, we'll definitely get back to that because that's a really big fun, of, fun part of the story. I want to, I want to save to more toward the end um so yeah so that that stuff or or you know your guy's favorite scene is the uh was it the uh skateboarding uh guy random guy he's at (laughs) first he's doing a handstand on a skateboard
2: that's amazing that was amazing i I was like and like they were as baffled (laughs) as as we
0: all were
1: and (laughs) that's why it's in the movie because the guy could do it so like well, well we'll put it in there somehow
0: I know that's that's Andy Sidaris's like thing is saying you know, oh, you could do something. Let's put it in the movie. He no, may have gave some money to the movie just so he could do that, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever.
1: Well, what the blow up doll was doing there was never explained and it doesn't really matter, I guess, but it was there.
0: And it was the so yeah. So, well, first off, so the guys did a handstand, you know, skateboards down uh and then they're just like they're baffled they're like what the hell okay whatever the guy goes into the car goes all right those are the guys let's go let's get them and what they do is they like drive up next to them that's it for a little bit and then they drive off and they're like oh well they're gone and they weren't they were still there like you could still see them down the street so then the guy takes the guy out lets him out starts riding down on the uh skateboard you know, with a blow-up doll that they had randomly in the car <laughs> that has a hole in it, I guess, so that he can shoot him. And the one guy's like, "There's a," he's got a gun, and the guy shoots him or whatever. And then somehow or another, I th- I swear to God, I think this was like di- like shot in two different things because, like, all of a sudden, the guy's on the other side of the car. It felt like, mm-hmm. and then they shoot him. With the lock, rocket launcher thing, which I'm like, really, like, and they blows that guy up, and then they sh- blow up the freaking
2: doll,
1: you know? No, poor doll.
2: What? <laughs> well, you know? it was. I thought it was funny when like he gets shot and like he like has just like a little bit of blood, and the dude was like, said something along the lines like, "How are you?" Or he's like, "You've been hit." He's like, "What was the fucking line?" Um, he's like, "You've been hit." Or how bad you've been hit, and he goes, "I've been better, but I'll live."
1: <laughs> it's so well, stupid. I I think that whole scene comes from trying to ape a James Bond thing because you'll see like weird assassination attempts in James Bond where somebody's pretended to be, you know, like a waiter or there's somebody else, and you know he would have killed just about anybody else, but James Bond is slick enough that he's able to figure it out. I think that's what they were trying to do with this. It's just it is the worst version of that that I have ever seen put to film.
0: You say <laughs> that James Bond would never have a uh, you know blow-up doll in their uh, movie and blow it up? I don't think so. By the way, that almost got the NC-17, the blow-up doll, getting blown really? up.
1: Yeah. I don't know why that
0: particular scene or that thing would, would be the oh sure donna
1: spear can let her boobs hanging out all over the place and that's <laughs> fine but don't blow up a blow-up doll so
0: <laughs> lacy when i told you originally that there were titties in this movie you Man! know and a lot of them you weren't expecting this were you
2: or were you uh- To be honest, um, like, so much has happened, like, since we talked about doing this movie, I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So um, I forgot that we had talked about the titties, but (laughs) um, no, um, I always welcome titties in any movie. I think that uh, the body is a a beautiful art form and uh, we don't get it enough on screen anymore. So bring on the titties.
1: I mean, I don't mind it as long as it has something to do with the plot. I just don't like it when it's just <laughs> tossed in for no reason. Oh um, come
0: on, you don't like that random shower in the middle of a field I hate the random
1: the, shower. It's the so random deep. shower
0: in the middle of a field that I think it was Hope Marie Carlton was was doing and it, She can I do mean, that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you're you're fine. You'll give her a pass on the, I give her it
1: made, a pass on everything.
0: It made no sense. Like it was a random field. People no. could just walk by and just see her just she just didn't care I guess and 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 in the movie she didn't care so whatever
1: but, and then there's the other one telling the uh, the guy who's trying to pass as a woman about you know oh you need to work on your boobs and he's like oh yeah sure
0: <laughs> <That is>. exactly <laughs> and then like what later that, that was I swear to god that was one of the strangest sex scenes with uh, Donna and that I think it was rowdy or whatever
1: I couldn't. And, I had to fast forward it. I just couldn't he's so loathsome and horrible. I I couldn't do it.
0: <laughs> and it was just so ridiculous. He's, well them they, them talking to each other, I was just like, Oh my god, this is this is horrible. This just doesn't gonna even barf. feel right at all. You know Although
1: you did get enough shirtless beefcake in there too. I think he's like swimming around in like a little tiny Speedo banana hanger at one point for of course reasons. You know. Yeah. I mean, well, you but know, that's why he was there. He was just like a beefcake that they managed to sign because Darby Hitton was like, I ain't going back to that.
0: Well, if you get, you know, Playboy Playmates, you gotta get Playgirl right. Playmates. Right. You know? And he
1: he I love how they explained it that he's um he's the the other guy's cousin. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, he was the guy the the Malibu Expresses, which they do in everything. Like apparently the Abilene or whatever is the name is in almost every one of Andy Sidaris's movies after Malibu Express. Right, Malibu right. Express was the first one, which Vittorio and I watched, and we loved that.
1: Yeah, it was, um, it's
0: a, it's that would a have been a movie. better movie to watch. It is a um, better movie. Yeah, it it still didn't make sense at times, but like it didn't matter. You know, like it was yeah. so
1: it, it was engrossing. It's not approached in like a cartoon, like this one was.
0: Yeah, but Andy Sedaris does two things where you're just like scratching your head a little bit gone. did that did I, did I just see a snake get well, shot there's by a, a
1: famous quote for him about how he approaches filmmaking and he basically was saying we just want people to come away feeling good about themselves after watching our movie and i'm like yeah there's basic entertainment and then there's completely brainless entertainment there is a fine line between the two
2: no i totally agree <laughs> never seen an Andy Sedaris film until today.
1: You've pretty much seen all of them right here and now except the (laughs) other ones are better.
2: But I see that he directed an episode of the Hardy Boys slash Nancy Drew Mysteries in 1977. So I No boobs in that one. No boobs? No titties? I hope not. (laughs) <laughs> it's supposed to be like
1: for children hey Melissa Sir Anderson I'd have been down for that back in the 70s
2: but I kind of want to watch it now just to see if like you can see his essence in directing you know I I mean
0: uh, well I mean give it a try maybe you can Um, my my Fine thing up. with with TV directing is it's kind of like uh, you're not really like everybody generally is already there except for the directors you know they've been on the sets like the camera guys been on the sets for every movie or every show the you know so the directors and you know and whatnot are like directors are pretty much the only people who just kind of come in and they just kind of set things up a little bit but they don't really they don't show off a style because they don't want to it doesn't want to throw off the show right so they really can't do too much you know differently it's
1: for, for Andy Sedaris, I mean, by the 80s, he had gotten to Hawaii and that's where he pretty much stayed and made all his movies the rest of his career. And so it was all revolving around Hawaii and the shenanigans going on there. And, you know, the one he did before that is a movie called Seven, which is actually pretty good as well. And that's about seven different assassins that are running around in, in Hawaii. And it's it's got a better idea of his kind of a style without being ridiculously cartoonish like this one was i don't know where this came from this sort of came out of nowhere it's almost like it's like it was a half-baked idea that he was contractually obligated to do but he wasn't because he was in control of all this so i don't understand where this monkey crawled from i really don't
0: or <laughs> you were gonna say were you gonna say something Lacey? oh no i was just listening okay Um. So yeah. So it's it's just utterly ridiculous. But yeah, I would love to see what uh see if he does have a style in his uh the Nancy Drew thing. Uh, did he do any? Do you know if he did only one episode or he did more?
2: Yeah, it was just one episode. It looks like um in nineteen seventy seven. It doesn't
1: say which one. Right. (laughs)
2: That was before. In my
1: head. In my head, I'm seeing him do one episode and have him going to the network. Yeah, if we could get Melissa Sue Anderson to show her boobs, you'd probably get a lot more people watching the show. They're like, okay, we're not bringing you back.
2: <laughs> it does say which one he did. Um, it's uh, Season 1, Episode 14, Mystery of the Solid Gold Kicker. And the synopsis for this is a successful football player is being blackmailed into throwing a game and Nancy must prove his innocence. So oh. football,
1: that makes sense
2: yeah remember like we just
0: said like he had done like was the nfl uh monday, monday night, night football. football kind of directing stuff so he knows a lot about football so yeah that that makes sense they're like hey we're gonna do an nfl thing let's bring that nfl director to direct this episode and and whatnot but that's cool i'd probably check that out it's from season one i never uh i never watched it though did you uh did you watch it, Paul? You already knew the the lead actress, Pamela Sue Martin. So, um, did you watch the show when you were younger? Uh, when I was a
1: kid, sure. When I was a little never. kid, yeah. No, uh,
0: I'd never seen it, so i don't know. I I don't know, but that's that's an interesting thing. I wonder if it's on Tubi or something.
1: Probably, probably. You think so? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's one of those things that when you're like ten years old, it's cool, and then as you get older, you're like, Ugh, I'm not going near that.
0: It's on Peacock.
1: So, there you go.
0: There you go. So you guys can see it on Peacock. Um But yeah, so all of all of Andy's movies are on Tubi. All twelve of the crazy mm-hmm. guns, boobs, and um blood or whatever, you know, kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um there's no uh uh they're they're all pretty much like like paul was saying they're pretty much all the same like if you've seen one you've seen them all uh the only reason i guess i I, we've done more than one is just because why not you know Uh, and
1: this this one is his most famous because it's it's such a flaming turkey that uh, everybody wants to talk about it and cover it
0: yeah red letter media has covered it and and good bad flicks and i'm sure plenty others you know have have done it but uh you know figured we would throw our hat in the rink and, and talk about how silly it is cuz maybe yeah. there's somebody who listens to the show that's never seen it yeah, like loose lacy it's
1: it's, it's <laughs> now the room of his of his movies
0: i i would say this is like the bird demic of his movies
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is like this is Snake worse than Demick. the room yeah it's hard ticket to get Hawaii demic um this is terrible uh so yeah the um uh, the greatest scenes in the movie, obviously, were the the skateboarding guy and uh, the snake snake in the toilet scene.
3: Frisbee,
0: Frisbee scene. Yes. Frisbee.
1: Yeah. This is for
2: the Molokai. <laughs> and
1: uh, how about the cheesy, cheesy freaking uh, hand glider scene, which was totally unnecessary and ridiculous? And she's throwing these tiny, tiny little grenades that just kind of go poop, poop. poop. Yeah. And then they put in the they, these giant explosion sound effects. It's like, okay. <laughs> this it and movie I was thinking Wang it? Wang and Wang Wang's was better.
2: What were you saying, Lacey? Did this movie make any money? Uh, good question. I didn't the see it on The first other...
1: one did. And that's probably why this happened is because Malibu Express did as an independent film. And it got pretty popular. I remember way back in the day, this was on like... HBO late at night or Cinemax or something like that. So it did have a following. So it would not surprise me that this was made. Now, don't think that this made quite the splash that that Malibu Express did. I I think they kind of came down to earth after that. But he did make three of them. He did make the, it's called the Terran Trilogy because Hope Marie Carlson's characters in all three of them. And those are the only three movies that she made with Andy Sedaris, unfortunately. Um, Yeah. But she was in a few other things. She was in some horror movies and a few other things, too. But uh, I guess she kind of moved on after that.
0: Probably smart. Oh, can we talk about the whitewashing in this movie? The fact that they have a very white, very whatever, playing an Asian character. Mr. Chang is not. It's not who you normally cast as Mr. Chang.
1: P.F. Chang, who I suspect is probably white, too. (laughs)
0: <laughs> um it was it was sort of i don't know it was pretty bad i didn't uh i, I was i was kind of surprised uh Lacey, what where were what was your thoughts when you saw like a guy named mr chang and you saw him as a white haired like white guy
2: um is that the guy that uh was also like in drag
1: no 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 this is the moron who when he's finally faced by the two idiot cops he defends himself by taking out his samurai sword and throwing it at them like a dart, like an idiot. <laughs> <His dart. laughs>
2: um yeah, there was so much going on in this movie, and like it's so hard to if I'm being honest, to review it on just one watch and to like yeah. literally remember every single thing that happened. Kind of so,
1: blown away, were you?
2: I was blown away like the blow-up doll. <laughs> I did remember that part. <laughs> you were
1: flabbergasted,
0: I'm sure, by going. What is Jonathan making me watch? She sent me a she sent me a message earlier, going, "This is a terrible movie."
1: <laughs> this and, this uh, is really this is hard to watch by yourself, especially if you don't know what's going, what's coming, and if you've never seen this kind of thing before. This is really more of a group movie watching kind of a thing because then you're you can right. all get together, eat pizza, have some and snacks, make fun of it. Make and make fun fun of it. it. Yeah. Right.
0: So it's like, this is more of a movie we should have done in the studio, but yeah. I had
2: to stop and restart it. Like I got, like, so I messaged you, like, I was like 10 minutes in. I was like, yeah, this is fucking atrocious. And I got like 30 minutes in and I was like, I am not in the right headspace right now. So I went and watched something else and I came back to it. And then I started to see like the appeal to it. Cause I just wasn't in the right headspace going into it um on trying to watch it. And I was just like, the fuck is he making me watch right now? (laughs) And, and so i watched something else came back and then i i seen what was happening and uh i started to get into it a little bit more so yeah
0: yeah no i i get that especially once again if this is your first andy sedaris like venture you didn't even probably before this you didn't even know who he was or whatever i did not know um People like Paul, myself, Rebecca Reinhardt, and and people like that who sort of we. This is our. This is more of our bread and butter, mm-hmm. you know. Like you're more and more like mainstream horror stuff and things like that, and and whatnot. But you're.
2: I, I wouldn't say that. Like I'm into more mainstream. I watch a lot of indie stuff. Um, but I mean, that's I'm probably more adapt to. Discuss, I like. I I would say I'm a lover of all film, not just horror. So, I would say, like, I do see all the things in the theater, but I do a lot of interviews and watch a lot of indie stuff. So, um, it just really depends on what it was. I mean, this I'd never heard of, 1987. I mean, like, if you want to talk about like Emmanuel, like,
3: yeah. All right, uh, you
2: know, I like I remember like the Cinemax days. Like, I could talk about Sh- Shannon Tweed, like her movies. Like, it just I never heard of this. So, I mean, um, I think I'd go pretty in depth with some throwbacks just so on this one.
1: Lacey, can I ask, are you in the biz
2: in any kind of way? What do you mean?
1: I mean, there's acting, directing, writing, anything like that?
2: Uh, no, no, no. No. Uh I just do uh podcasting and uh reviews and interviews and
1: Okay, that's cool. I was just I was just curious if you had any professional insight as to some of the either the performances or the writing or the direction style or cinematography anything like that.
2: Nope, just based off of uh my own personal critiques.
1: <laughs> yeah. Watch, watch
3: watching enough of, of
0: these things, you you start to be able to be able to give that kind of uh critique or whatever. Um I you know and this is why and this is why I picked Lacey because Lacey has shows with like Rebecca and and people like mm-hmm. that. Oh that's and good. So, yeah. and so she does do podcasting, which this is sort of the perfect kind of thing to and to we do. do
1: try to to get um, you know, folks who are not us because Moody and I have the nerdy white guy thing sort of covered. So it's nice to have somebody who's not like us, uh, just for diversity's sake. And um, and it's always interesting when we have, you know, a woman on and she's, you know, watching a movie which is clearly um, not really bent towards women. It's more sort of exploiting women. Um, so I'm always curious to see how some people are going to take it. Some people can be kind of offended by it these days. I don't know that I would be offended by it. I was more offended by the stupidity, the jaw-dropping stupidity of the film. And the
0: music. You're... the uh, yeah. You know, uh, the, this kind of songs. So you're more offended yeah.
1: by that. But there is an exploitive <laughs> angle to this.
2: Yeah, like, um, I don't get offended by that kind of stuff. Like, um, I get, like, pissed off that people are offended by Friends today, like the TV show Friends, like why friends, How are they offended
0: by that my show
2: my, my friends would never be made today why the office would never be made like people are so fucking sensitive it's ridiculous that's just mm-hmm. not me like i believe that like they were like this movie could never be made today like even talking about like tropic thunder like shut the fuck up <laughs> like you know like i get angry about it because you have to, can, like, and I'm sad that these type of movies don't get made anymore. Like I said, I am all for, like, body and seeing titties on my screen. Well, you know?
1: the, the only thing I'm going to point out is they may not be made by Hollywood. you got to go to the Indies, and that's why I prefer right. the Indies over Hollywood, because Hollywood is just going to make whatever it is, wherever they can make a buck, and they don't really care about anything else. So,
2: you know. Right. Well, you know but what? awesome I, I just want to finish this thought real yeah. quick, Jonathan. Uh like I just feel like that people need to understand that these movies were made in a certain time period and that's how things were viewed. And sure. like I don't I don't see that it's problematic to watch them today. Does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. sure. Like unless you're a sensitive little cuck. But um <laughs> Like I hate people. Like I hate people. I mean uh, this.
1: This is a boob movie. That that's what this is. It, it's it's not a boob horror movie. It's more of a boob thriller or uh, boob, a boob spy, spy, spy movie. movie. Yeah. yeah. But it's they definitely... had whole movies that were written around. It goes all the way back to Russ Meyer. I mean, you know, in this in the sixties. I mean that that was a thing. It's just it's not really done now, unfortunately. And Jim it, Wynorski still does it. Jim Wynorski does it. He's getting up there though yeah definitely
2: a movie for guys who like movies (laughs) yeah it it, it would definitely have like fallen under that category but i I just wish the
1: guys weren't such total tool bags in the film i mean come on i just could not stand
2: into any of them there's there's bad news and there's good news paul
0: (laughs) what's the that was the line in the movie i don't remember
1: that oh yeah okay
2: and when he comes out after getting shot and right, he's like right. there's bad news right. and there's good news and he's like well what's or, the what's the bad news I can't remember what he said but uh he was like the, the good news is there's a hot nurse in there something. <laughs> <That was stupid. laughs> or something stupid
1: or when they're sparring and they both have to go
2: oh,
1: oh please for God's sakes now that know. would
0: make people offended today I think you know it's just, um, just...
1: Stupid and unnecessary.
0: Just childish, you know. Um, stuff where I think it for padding, which this movie did not need padding. This movie was already long enough. I mean, this movie was an hour and thirty-seven minutes. If anything, it needed twenty uh, thirty. Well, seventeen minutes shaved off and made into an hour and twenty-minute movie because.
2: That's no, it felt even longer, Jonathan, because we watched it on Tubi and it had fucking commercials.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I have it on DVD. So we've done this in the studio, we could have watched it without commercials.
2: So here's here's the thing.
0: So I'm watching it on, on the show, on the on Tubi, and we get to like the it gets to like the fifth commercial or whatever, right? And then my my screen froze. So I had to, to get it out, go back to Tubi. And then started with another commercial for, I was like, God damn, get rid of these freaking commercials. They should not have let me watch, you know, just one commercial, you know,
1: but and but. Here, here's the last thing I'm going to say about the boob thing. Cause this is another thing that annoys me and you can tell why it's just artificial and not real. You have what, two or three little sex scenes there where of course hope recalls it or, or, Donna Spear takes off their top and the keys shirt sure was too, but, you know, and they start groping each other, but he's always like touching her back or her waist. He never grabs the boobs, he never goes near them because it's not a real relationship. Cause we know in life, that's the first thing guys are going to be going for <laughs> that never happens in these movies because they're actors.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised uh, somebody wouldn't be like, grab the boobs. <laughs> like that's wouldn't be Andy saying that I did like his line in the movie where they were like uh, the, the waitress he looks up at the waitress and the waitress is like uh, would you like you know uh, what would you like sir and, and he goes, there and goes a pair of coffee please <laughs> was, little yeah. jokes like that just kind of made me laugh just because like, you know, oh
1: nice ass and she's like you too pilgrim oh god I'm gonna throw up <laughs>
0: um or my favorite line in the movie at the end where where did that snake come from you know came from the toilet and then uh or would you believe it came from the toilet and he goes well just when you thought it was safe to take a pee
1: and can we talk for a second about that halloween ripoff ending where you (laughs) think he's dead but no he comes back again and again oh they didn't get
0: him when they shot that fucking helicopter you know, oh, no, we didn't get him. He wasn't in the helicopter. How, what? How do you know he wasn't in there? And like, why is this now like something you guys are bringing up? <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh But I do love the fact that he randomly breaks into his uh breaks, like crashes into the to her house and stuff and when she never like alerted him that he, she was being attacked or whatever. And he pulls out the rocket launcher of all things that he has to go and kill the snake.
1: <laughs> or when they're invading the bad guy's territory and they, the, the one guy catches him And instead of, you know, shooting him, he says, freeze. Why would you say that? Why would you do that? Why don't you just kill him? You're the bad guy shoot him you have a, a gun and he doesn't mm. no they have to have this stupid little fight so he can take out his fancy little claw things and and you know now you now you die or something goofy like that it's just so stupid yeah <laughs> you <laughs>
0: and he, and shot him alicia do you have like a stupid moment that you just thought was ridiculous in this movie other than everything
2: Oh god! I mean, like I, I brought it up earlier, but it has to be the the snake Polaroid. Like, yeah. I, when it comes to like, and it just the picture of the snake's face, and it just like looks so happy. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, it's a also,
0: happy snake. Yeah. Well,
2: and then, like, you think that these two dumb blondes are like actually going to have like a sophisticated conversation about uh, James Bond? And she was like, "Who was your favorite James Bond?" And like she's like, I like them all. Like she's like, okay. He would come and jump
1: our bones.
0: Yeah, all of them will. You know, like I'll take them all or whatever. I'm like,
2: yeah, I take them all.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm just like I thought that was so bad because I was just waiting
2: for him to say Connery. Like, yeah, why not? Like, why not pick some?
0: I think literally that was that was improv. I think she said that to her and she didn't know who to pick and didn't even. donna didn't even probably know who any james bond person was probably, probably never watched them and was like i'd take them all sure and can know? i right. point out for
1: a moment that polaroids were shitty cameras which is why they don't exist anymore yes they were instant but they were very, very flat shitty images, so mm. the idea that you're going to have somebody, even a photographer or whoever out there, A, taking Polaroids of somebody, that's that's pretty, pretty damn low budget, but then he's like, oh, I wanted to get the mountains in the background with this, you're not going to get any background, it's a fracking Polaroid, there's shit cameras, and you're only going to take a picture of what's two feet in front of you, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody yeah. with a Polaroid could have told you that. Yeah.
0: We weren't like real freaking cameras which i'm, I'm like no. i mean other than having the polaroid show up to show that the snake was there which by the way this the snake was like mixed had like toxins mixed with cancerous rats That made
1: no sense at all
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was just ridiculous it's the whole movie the, the whole concept
1: getting you know where the guys are moving boxes around and the one idiot dickerson's in there he's like Come on, you, you you should be, we should be working harder. Why aren't you moving faster? It's like, dude, shut the fuck up. I'm moving shit. Do you see this? Do you not, do you not looking and seeing this? What do you want me to do? it's just ridiculous It's like his only job is to stand there with a clipboard and say stupid things like that. I mean, I guess that's what supervisors do in, in places like that. <laughs> Hurry up. Why aren't you going faster? Why don't you fucking go suck a, you know, a, a, an antelope? <laughs>
0: Tell us how you really feel, Paul.
1: Uh pissed me off.
0: Oh. Uh, so there was a lot of continuity in this, so your monkey was uh but um I'll, I'll read uh the goofs here um real quick because uh uh there was uh there was a lot of goofs.
1: Oh yeah, I pulled um, out my monkey on more than one occasion. Yeah. That's what um, she said.
0: <laughs> <laughs> probably is all right, so Jade and Rowdy are in the Jeep when the tire is shot out with the shotgun with the guy with the blow up doll. Somehow Jade is also injured, even though it's clear that the villain only shot at the tire. Mm
3: -hmm. Additionally,
0: after Jade and Rowdy dispatch said villain and drive off, the tire was shot out and is not flat. So uh, the bazooka damage varies wildly in the movie. Oh yeah. So, yeah. You know, talked about that a little bit. The skater getting tossed in the air with his inflatable doll has blood on his shirt In subsequent shots. The shirt is immaculate. So of course continuity, just all that, the uh, position of how the frisbee is being held by one of the victims when he gets inflicted by the razor bladed one, um, changes, I guess. Um, when the helicopter shot down and blown up in midair, you can clearly see the rod is hanging from on the top of the screen. It's just I don't know. There's just too much. There's what if like we think
1: about the cross-dressing guy? I mean, pretty much from the get go, you can tell there's something not right with that person. You know, way, way, way too much makeup, even more than normal. Uh, over the done, overdone makeup, and it was just, it was just weird. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think that person... I mean, back in 1987, I don't think that person would have passed. Today, it's a different situation, but back then, no. That person would not have passed.
0: Oh, well, I don't know. <laughs> like, Obviously, it passed for the movie. They they said, sure, oh, yeah. why not? Um, maybe they just couldn't find another
1: girl. And... I, that, exactly. Why didn't they just get a female? Why complicate matters and make it like a, a situation where you could get caught? I'm telling this you, it's trying to be Ed Wood.
2: That like you just throw in what the fuck ever. I mean I they had a
1: I... they had a beefcake chicken there who was beating up people and torturing people, right?
0: True. True. I mean, why not? That that, <laughs> that, that the beefcake woman thing, you know, person they like like, oh man, I was scared of that person. <laughs> like I was like, she I, I was like her muscles are bigger than my head. <laughs> like I was and I was like expecting that to be like a really cool fight stuff, you know, with that person. But they really didn't do anything with her much. You know, she
1: I, I got to be honest. I was thinking of uh, Joel Winecoop's lost faith with that weird swamp woman there. And I was like, That's, there, there's a throwback right there. <laughs> well, just don't tell Joel that. Yeah, you I know. know. We're already on his shit list. I
0: don't know. He wasn't too happy with our our review of his movie and stuff, uh, especially when we're a little honest and talk yeah, about how we,
1: we really are, feel. Man. Uh, I don't um, know if, if Jonathan told you, but you know we we pride ourselves on honesty and integrity, and you say what you're going to say. We back up what we say with with examples and with information, and um, we don't just say things stink or whatever we just uh you know we and you don't be... piss
2: the film's ass just because
0: they're your friend
1: right yeah. right right
0: and uh i think uh, that that's the problem i think with a lot of um uh indie filmmakers is they always want good reviews of their films not true reviews You know, and uh, and that's fine if you're not really reviewing the movie and you're just kind of telling people to go check out the movie or something. That's one thing I do that for another show where I'm not going to review, review it, review it like I'm not going to say negative stuff about it. I'm just going to let people know it's around and, and what they can expect from it. But when you get a movie like this, you gotta be—I mean, this or any of our movies—you gotta be—you gotta be one hundred percent honest, and if that sort of pisses people off. It
1: is, what it is.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've had a few people that weren't happy with us, Lacey. Yeah. But and, you know. I mean, I'm yeah, not. Well, in
2: the, I, in the I've had one. Either, one is, so. Um i I stopped doing um I stopped writing for like a long time uh, reviews because I felt so bad. Um, I got it was the fucking ice cream man, I think is what it's called. Oh, and I got the screen for it when I was writing for Pop War, and um, it was basically about this woman who was going through like a midlife crisis, and implemented with a ice cream man killer, ice cream truck killer, who is like, but literally it, it was like a lifetime movie, and they just like were like, oh, we're gonna appeal to that that. Lifetime feel plus. Let's go after the horror community and throw in an ice cream truck killer that doesn't actually fucking exist. But like, he was only in the movie for like five minutes and small clips. And so I was like, yeah, this is basically just a lifetime movie thrown Are in. Huh?
1: Talking about
0: the Clint house No, no, she's not talking about that no.
1: one.
2: No, this movie came out like in like 2017 or something like that. Oh, and okay. I did the review of it because we had the screener for it. it was like uncorked in un- entertainment. And, uh, I was honest with my review and I was just like, it's this movie fucking sucks basically. And so like my editor tagged the director.
1: Oh, thanks buddy.
2: (laughs) And, uh, she was like, why would you tag me in this if you didn't like it? And like, she like, she was not very happy with the review at all. And I was like, you know, what? I don't want to hurt people's feelings, like maybe maybe if this was like 20 years from now like it would be fine just to rip apart somebody's hard work you know that like it won't matter anymore cuz maybe it'll be funny to do kind of like we're doing with this um so you know i try not to like review movies um that are fresh like in the independent community i will just have mm-hmm. the the I, talent I come on the show and review it themselves like cuz who's better to promote their film than them
1: yeah, I can understand okay. your, that point of view. Um, I will say, though, if these guys are in the business, even in the indie business, you better develop a thick skin because you're putting it out there for people to see and to make judgments on and to not expect a judgment, even if it's you know your way or not. I mean, that's that's not very realistic. So again, as long as it's something that you can back up and you're not just throwing stuff out there to be shitting on someone just to shit on someone. That's that's a whole different thing.
0: I, I looked up the movie and so uh and, and everything and uh I, I'm actually friends with the director. <laughs>
1: nope, yeah, I- <laughs>
0: but I will not tag her in this so she can listen and you know, hear whatever because it doesn't make, you know, like okay, we tagged Joel when we did our Lost Faith one you because tagged I Joel. tagged him, but he was gonna see it anyway if people promoted it, you know, and everything. So uh, and he, I, I thought he, he might be okay with it, you know. Like I'm sure he's gotten worse reviews. Most of stuff. the directors
1: we've done who've seen our things, even if we've hit them really hard, they've been okay with it.
0: Yeah, I think the problem is so many people are so used to independent like audiences, like, you know, kind of telling them that their movie is so great that when somebody doesn't it, like it, it knocks them down, you know, or whatever. And that's, you know, it, it is what it is, but. You I mean, know.
1: in Joel Weinkoop's case, the man has made like, I don't know, 15 movies or something like that. More. He's beyond. Yeah. He yeah. is beyond what a couple of guys on a podcast in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it's he not...
0: should he shouldn't even be worrying about us. But that's the thing. I mean, I think most directors and, and filmmakers are very um sensitive artists, you know. We, we we worked hard on our craft and then speaking as a director, you know, and I I look at bad reviews and I kinda of laugh at them because some of them are are might be true and i'll be like oh crap i yeah that that happened you know but i had a low budget give me a bigger budget maybe i'll make something better for you but sure. um you know ed wood what did you know in the movie ed wood what did he say He that my next one will be better right, you know? right. well but, and there's
1: a there's a big difference in a movie that is suffering because it doesn't have the budget to pull off the vision that the writer or director was anticipating And there's a difference when you've just written a crappy script and you've half-assed it and you've not developed any characters. You haven't bothered with chasing out all the ground balls and you're just sort of letting it go. And then people are jumping on you for that. That's a whole different situation.
0: Well, hard ticket to Hawaii definitely feels like that because they had the budget and they had the means to do everything, but it just fell flat. There was just a lot of it just was not nearly as good. And you said this was his laugh, most laughable, most uh, horrible Absolutely. I'm an
1: Andy Sedaris fan. You know, I've seen just about everything he's done. And this I is have clearly it. my third. his worst.
0: So I, I, I plan to watch all of them, but I know, like, they're all the same. So I'm not expecting I
1: was a much. teenager in the 80s. So this was right up my alley in, in the 80s. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Definitely, I was it's I was young. At
1: this point in my life, I like to see something a little bit more. And
0: apparently, Lacey was born when this movie was made.
1: Oh God, don't make me feel older than I already do.
2: <laughs> well, I, I'm pushing forty. Come on. There you go. All well, right, I'm in my mid-thirties, so I got some uh, time before.
1: Children, children.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Lacey, it's okay. You can brag. You know, she's still young. <laughs> I, I you know i i'm yeah i'm over 40 but i uh yeah when i when i watched you know i i i didn't even watch rambo till i was like much years later and stuff so this wasn't really my wheelhouse when i was a kid um i was more ghostbusters terminator 2 kind of guy you know than this kind of stuff or whatever but i like it i think it's i mean i like this kind of stuff um didn't necessarily like this movie, but you know, mm. I like this these kind of movies that he made. So speaking of which, we are now gonna go into like it's that time again, but we do our uh our actual rating because there's nothing else we, we we touched on everything, I think, in this movie, right?
1: Pretty much, other than maybe some of the crappy special effects, but you know, it, it was as 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 much as the money they spent on it, I guess it was okay. It didn't bother me. Some of the music was kinda of crappy that you know the acting was for the most part okay there were some of them that were not very good like really bad like uh you know i'm afraid our our boy andy himself was not particularly good uh, he was uh, he
0: was the glorified you know cameo sports
1: uh interviewer guy he wasn't very good
0: whoa we forgot to mention that 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 scene was so weird it was it almost felt like it was real, like it really happened, or something. Like the dude was interviewing two random uh football players with the and, 80's
1: jerry curl,
0: right? <laughs> and those guys like start like saying cursing and and Giant saying the n word and everything. And like, they're like, Oh no, we're we're done, you know, we're not allowed to do this anymore, we're fired already. And I was like, Literally, it just happened. Like, you know, well,
1: they, they, I guess they thought that they were saying it on live TV, but still, it's, it was just a ridiculous moment.
0: Yeah. Uh, Lacey, did you, did we leave anything out? Do you think anything that you remembered? My
2: head's still spinning.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I guess not then. All right. Bazookas, bazookas, yeah. The rocket launcher thingies or whatever. And, yeah, all that stuff—just way too much guns. Uh He later on will make a movie. Like Andy Sidaris would make a movie called Guns, just mm-hmm. but it's just it's just called Guns. And if you go on YouTube and look up Andy Sedaris' interview, he actually got interviewed by Joe Bob Briggs. Nice. So on the drive-in show, so back in the eighties, you know, and talking about eighties or nineties, or talking about guns you know why you know and his answer was just nobody's you know made a movie he's just simply called guns so why not <laughs> you know like he, and you know it's funny you think oh man andy seems like he would be a creep kind of guy or whatever he seems like just everybody else like like russ meyer just like a normal guy who just happens to make um you know weird ass
1: i mean movies. i will say this i mean people people kind of assume Russ Meyer is kind of a creep, which is a shame because of all the movies he did. But as you have seen, it's not like the man was without talent. He was a really good cinematographer. And if you look at some of his movies, especially the Faster Pussycat Kill Kill, that is a beautifully shot film. It's really, really well done. And he doesn't get the credit that he deserves for his craft, which is kind of a shame. Um, I wish I could say the same about that for Andy Sedaris, but uh, yeah. no, he's 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 you know he's delivering the, the guns and boobs and explosions. That's what he's trying Pretty to
0: much. do. Pretty much. All right. So, Paul, take it away with the uh, stinkometer.
1: Okay. So, uh, basically, we score our film from a scale of 1 to 10, by which the lower the score, the better the film, the higher the score, the stinkier the movie is. And while we do love our stinky movies here at Indie Film Cafe, generally speaking, the higher the number means the more problems that a movie has. So if you thought that a movie was really, really good and had no problems at all, you might give it a low score like a one or two. If you thought it was kind of in between, you might give it a five or a five and a half if you're feeling kind of subtle. And if you think that there was a really big, giant pile of stink involved in this film and it had a lot of issues, you'd go with a 9 or possibly even a 10 and then we take our three scores we add them up and then we see where on the ladder of stink that movie falls for this season and so there you go there you go
0: and then uh we've been doing a new thing where we just we talk about what uh what is a you know what these scores match with on the stink uh the ladder of stink which is something that paul also has uh introduced stuff with stinkometer. so paul do you want to
1: go first the ladders climbing all the way up to Stinky Heaven, where the likes of Neil Breen and David the Rock Nelson and other folks have been sitting there. And Lacey, if you don't know those folks, boy, howdy, we've got some movies for you to watch. Trust me.
2: <laughs> uh, no, um, I don't.
1: <laughs> I'm afraid for this particular film, as much as I find that production wise, there were some pluses to it. Um, because again, we we have movies where you can't see what's going on, you can't understand or hear what's going on, there's really nothing like that. And I love Hope Marie Carlson, I love her in pretty much everything. I, she's one of my one of my all-time B movie crushes. But the just the jaw-dropping stupidity of this movie just is just smothering, especially because I know Andy Sidaris can and has done better. Um, it's not quite a ten, but I'm gonna give it a nine and a half. It's pretty Oof. bad. Wow, pretty bad.
0: All right. Well, I was actually gonna give it a nine. You know, so um, I like it is definitely way worse than Savage Beach, uh, which we gave a lower score for, yeah. and everything. Um, and Malibu Express, I'd mm-hmm. even give it a much lower score for that um so i I bet a lot of his other movies you said this is the stinkiest of of all his flicks it's the one that everybody talks about because
1: it's missing the fun factor that the other movies have and i and i don't mean let's make fun of it fun factor i mean the actual enjoying of the film for the film's sake kind of fun it doesn't really have that it's more like what the hell's going on and why
0: yeah why why is the big question um yeah, so I'm gonna give it a nine. What about you, Lacey?
2: Um, when I factor into like my ratings and stuff, like I have to like as opposed to like a technical aspect, like that's just not who I am as a rater. Like I've never fucking made a movie, so like it, making a movie is hard, right? Um, so like I I just like I can't ever like ding it for that. So it has to be like based off of like my personal enjoyment of the film. So if I had gone with my first watch. Like this would probably be like a ten, but I was able to find some enjoyment in it, and like I, I see like what this person was Andy Sidaris is doing and making. He was making a shitty film. That was the point. That was the intent, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I, I haven't. I, I mean, I, I, don't think he thought he was going to win anything for this. I don't know. Um, but um, I hope not. <laughs> maybe a Razzie. I don't know. Um, but there were some moments that like i'm probably gonna laugh about for the rest of my life like i literally thought that snake polaroid is fucking hilarious so um it does have moments of charm um i will probably never watch it again unless i do it for like a commentary but i'm always gonna remember this in that podcast so um or this in that podcast um i can't even fucking talk this movie threw me for a loop you guys (laughs) Um, (laughs) the movie is terrible it is a terrible movie but like there's moments of enjoyment so like it's hard to like rate like the level of stink for me um God. like cuz i didn't realize you guys were going to be that high up on it so like now i'm questioning cuz i was like going to come in at like a 5 and so i'm like yeah well, a 5 I-
1: for us is kind of average
3: yeah
2: yeah so so i'm like all right so level of enjoyment here um i did have to restart it so i'm factoring that in um why don't we just go with like a 7.5 7.5 that's
0: that's a pretty good
2: 7.5 blown up dolls
0: 7.5 blown up dolls all right you
1: probably haven't heard but usually when i talk about enjoyment of a film i always say that the cardinal sin of movie making is to make a boring film You know, I'd rather have Well, obviously, I'd rather have a really great film, but I'd rather have a movie that at least swings for the fences, even if it misses, at least it's tried and it's tried to do something different and interesting. And even if it fails, I will give it some credit for that. And at least, you know, I give him a little bit of credit for making a movie that's outside the box and is not a boring ass damn movie. This is not a boring movie there's too much weird goofy shit going on for it to be boring and for that alone it's worth half a point in my opinion which is why I couldn't give it a 10
2: yeah i think this is the rating scale like i always rate things like 1 to 5 when i rate so like given it so like 1 to 10 the range is so like broad for me there it's kind of hard for me to go in but yeah
1: well it's mainly because we have so many movies uh that uh, they you know after a while a four in one thing is not going to be the same as the four later on. So we, you know, it's, yeah. you know, it's, we're able to score things with more people and have a different range. So yeah, it's a little different. Not everyone's used to our, our scoring levels, but um, you know, I think yours is a fair score.
0: I think yours is a fair score, especially since this is your first time, you know, mm-hmm. watching this and, and whatnot. And um, I'm sure if you watched it again, you might have a different score the next time, you know, or whatever. Uh, because you you would know pretty much what's going on, but
1: and honestly, this is a cakewalk compared to some of the other crappy, strange, weird ass movies that we've done on this show. So
0: yeah, we've done some. I had fun. I had fun. Good. At least you can come back. Yeah. Okay, so here is uh the the stink um the latter stink. So it's it's a total of twenty six, which um distinct score 26 which is disaster wars and miami connection wait disaster wars and miami connection are the only two i okay. get a 26 oh and survival the movie we watched earlier this you know um uh or, yeah earlier this year with um joe or whatever for one of the last ones we did but those are the 26s which kind of makes sense disaster yeah. wars definitely I, I feel like that's up there. I almost feel like that should have been more because that was it's really bad. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen that, but it's like called Disaster Wars: Earthquake versus Tsunami, Lacy. But it's 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 rough. It's you know um, probably
2: past Jonathan. Yeah, yeah
0: this to, is a tsunami
1: wave that they're staring at it, waiting for it to hit, and they're all panicking, and it just takes four.
0: Ever. It's there's no tsunami versus an earthquake. They've been making no. no sense. It's
3: ridiculous.
0: I, I think they even changed the title in Tubi to be something else because you know, like it doesn't even make any sense. Like I don't, I don't get it. But whatever.
1: It's ridiculous.
0: There's no disaster war, you know, or whatever. Um, but yeah, there's a bunch. There's a bunch that, trust me. So some we wouldn't want to show you because that movie was sort of boring you know i remember us watching it with jackie and we're just like oh i don't like this movie just end you know
1: i, I don't know you think Lacey lou is 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 uh keen to try a miss werewolf kind of movie a what a <laughs> i don't know i mean that's well we'd have to end. find a
0: shorter movie you can't show her the one that's longer than the one we watched you know you said there's one that was like three hours long no no no, no. an <laughs> hour and a half come on keep yeah, it
1: miss werewolf is uh is it's, that's our that's our 10 plus i think we have two at this point that was yeah the other one was shark exorcist plus. it was so bad that we had to go above a 10 for that
0: yeah as like uh which we didn't know in the beginning that we were gonna do 10 pluses it's you know, otherwise unique-
1: experience let's put it that way trust me you've not seen any movie like it
0: nope (laughs) no but uh or you or if you knew rebecca you know she's a huge neil breen fan so uh neil breen is definitely somebody who you'd uh it's a good start into like this stinky world of of these kind of movies or whatever
1: three of his movies so far yeah He's only done six, right? Seven. So we're working our way through. I've been wanting to do all of them. It's just I've been kind of saving them back a little bit. So yeah, because don't get them all done.
0: Yeah, he doesn't do a movie a a year. You know, like some people make like a movie a freaking month, which you know I I don't. I think those people are terrible Uh, because sometimes you know some of them they actually know what they're doing, but some who do like movie a month, they just, they don't know what they're doing.
1: You know, in my opinion, but, you know, just... I, we'd love to, I'd love to hear what you had to say about movies like, uh, you know, um, Oh, uh, Oh, hot chicks blast Uranus or barn of the blood llama or no, don't like uh, Barn of The blood llama. Don't like don't <laughs> warrior <laughs> babe versus the zombie baby apocalypse. That's, that's
0: okay. That's a good one. You know, I was a little harsh on it. You know. Yeah. I'd yeah. probably scale back my uh my score at some point if I had to redo you guys it. Gotta,
2: have you guys done Stanley on this show yet?
1: No, not yet.
2: You guys gotta do it. It's a better snake movie than this. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's that's uh <laughs> that's a classic one, actually.
0: That would probably be more for a Patreon than if it's more classic, right? Or would it be for indie film cafe? I don't know. Um
1: I would say indie film cafe. Bay, that's uh, William Greffey. Most people don't know who that guy is, and he never really made a big splash in anything. He he did that one and he did um, uh, Mako, The Jaws of Death, which is also a terrible film.
2: Ah, that one, Rebecca chose that for, we did that on The Summer Party Massacre. Um, nice,
1: <laughs> nice. Yeah,
2: that, that, that was something, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah did you know that was
2: the same director? No. That's
3: the no, wait, the other one?
1: it's an old 70s movie and uh yeah yeah
2: kind of like like grindhouse almost right Mm -hmm. right
1: right right right. so paul's introduced me to
0: a lot of like older like 50s and 60s um horror films too that i never i never it's funny because paul and i sort of do uh we're he kind of does like earlier all the way up to eighties and sometimes other stuff, but mostly up to eighties, you know, is his like more of his thing. And I do eighties and up. I don't think I've ever done No, I, I take that back. I've done Ed Wood stuff, Ed which was, yeah. I, you know, but he's the only one I've done. That's like fifties style. Like you do, you do more of the fifties stuff. I do more stuff like this. And, uh, and, and, uh, I think that's a good fit for us because, you know, you'll get something sort of different most of the time. And then you'll do something like Hot Chicks Blast Uranus, which just came out sort of like. No well, more, no and work. then the other
1: thing is, too, is I think you tend to do more movies that most people at least have heard of. Right. Whereas I find a lot of weird, obscure movies because I've been watching movies forever and I've seen I can't even tell you how many I've seen at this yeah. point in my life.
0: I got into B movies in two thousand and two, so like th- that's sort of the time frame too that I love. That like, L- Lacey, I don't know if you know this, but like uh back like in in, in two thousand and two, you know there was like this like mini DV, like boom explosion of like all these indie people making these really cheap movies, you know, in their backyards basically. That's the
2: Get in the $5 bin at Walmart, like in the, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. pretty
0: much. <laughs> and they're just so bad, but uh now um. they're on like Tubi. A lot of them are on Tubi and you can watch them and it's great. And I love that. Like, that's my, that's my kick. Like we already did dead and rotting, which is from that era and, and stuff. And I, I, that's what I enjoy the most, you know, because it, it makes me mm. want to go out and make a movie. You know, because I see these guys actually going out and shooting stuff on low budget and making something. Chris Seaver, um, you know, that his style. So, mm. you know, um, which Lacey, I don't know if you like Chris Seaver or not, but
1: Sex Squatch, you gotta no, watch. We're sex, doing squatch.
0: that with the we're doing that with Jackie. We already mm. got that that set. But yeah, maybe sex squatch two.
1: <laughs> there you go. Oh
2: man.
0: Teen ape versus sex squatch, yes. Who is it poopage? yes so yeah, yeah.
3: it's
0: <laughs> i think it does have titties in it too you
1: know it is sasquatch, sasquatch titties.
3: Titties. Yep.
1: <laughs> oh hey we got to show you suburban sasquatch there's a pair of purple knockers on that sasquatch
3: <laughs> sasquatch
0: today <titties. laughs> you know. exactly all right well i think that about wraps up um lacy thank you so much um can you tell everybody like your podcast like where they can find it
1: yeah
2: uh yeah um it's uh everything is under the cut to the chase feed um you can find it like on spotify apple itunes and under that there's like um, right now we're doing our season five of thrills and chills um so it's like all um horror movies um some of them are like halloweeny like we try to get like the halloween fill vibe in them we have a different guest on every episode um And then we have the Slumber Party Massacre. Um, the last episode that dropped on that was we did movies we should have seen by now. And on that is Rebecca Reiner, Heather Pell, Nikki Williams, Carly, and myself. Um, and then our I like Carly. Episode, I love Carly so much. Carly Sonnefeld. And then we have uh my other co-host for The Last 20, Carly Ray, where we talk about movies for um we just dis- we dissect the last 20 minutes of a movie, whether it makes or breaks it um interesting yeah so um those oh and then i have skip to the loo which is where i do my commentaries usually drunkenly and (laughs) um also my interviews that i interview people in the industry so nice
1: Um, so Lacey, the last 20 minutes a hard ticket to hawaii did it make it or break it
2: i mean the toilet scene was in there so uh, um I mean, it was. I mean, that was probably. I mean, that's. I'm never going to forget it. I'm never. I'd
1: say the last 20 minutes were the best part of the film.
2: Yeah. Pretty much. Well, like, because if I had to judge it based off of the opening 20 minutes, like I said, I had to go back and restart it. So, um, the ending was much stronger than the beginning. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. The ending was much better. It It was more fun. And, uh, and everything. If, if the whole movie had been more fun like that, you know, mm. I think it would. And been. if the
2: plot felt more cohesive, like, you know, it just like it went from like drugs to snakes to like be like random fucking shit, man. Like it was not cohesive. As you I, do, like, it didn't feel like a movie at times. I it felt like I was watching a spoof. So
0: <gasps> that's sort of true. It does feel sort of like a spoof. I get that.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: like Naked Gun, Naked hard they could to get booboo. to Hawaii, you know, um, but no, it, it does feel Bay like. Baywatch
3: Rejects.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Baywatch Rejects. That could have been another title for it. Baywatch Rejects.
1: I like that one. But if you get a chance, talk to Rebecca Reinhardt for um, Sexploitation cast. We did a movie called Agent 69, and um, it's about a super agent who kills people with, her giant boobs and strangles them it's freaking hysterical and she loves it, it.
0: <laughs> or how about uh when we all did RoboChick with her and uh oh, yeah. julian oh my so goodness robo chick is ridiculous i love um, that movie yeah, Paul Paul had us watch that and I just was like I, it's like RoboCop with the hot chick who is in the movie for maybe 5 minutes but like then then they replace her then she replaced her
1: somebody uh, with the same wig and they try to they try to get away with it
0: <laughs> did not work you know it was ridiculous but Funny. Rebecca loved it. She had never seen it, which was always, oh, it's always surprising to find a movie that she's not seen.
1: And that's what I love. I love my favorite thing is when I pull out a movie, a weird ass, crazy movie that these guys have not seen. I, I don't think she'd seen Hanuman and the five riders either. No, she hadn't. So uh, talk about a, wacky she had seen movie. Bride
0: of the monster, which I picked.
1: Yes. yes, that, yes so yes. so um, it's, it's always nice when I can pull out a weird, obscure movie and they're like, what the hell? Where did you find that? <laughs> That's my favorite thing when people say, Where did you find that?
0: I think the Hanneman was a 30, if I'm correct. And oh uh, god, yeah. Uh, Robo Chick was like, wasn't, but it was close. It's up there, it's high up there. So this this was high up there, but it wasn't it wasn't a 30. I didn't think it was going to be. Um in fact, I originally when I was watching it, because it was my first time watching it too, I'd never seen it. I just knew of it and knew um uh that like red letter media did it, you know, as well or whatever, covered it. Uh, they covered Deadly Prey, which we've covered, which I don't think you were on that show, Paul, but um, and then uh what's the other one? Um Miami Connection, all Deadly in the same actually a
1: Pretty decent movie. What? It's a Deadly Prey, or I'm sorry, I'm thinking uh uh Let Us Prey. Let us yeah. Pray is
0: No, Let Us Prey was a good movie. Deadly Prey is terrible. No, and that's a no. uh that's a David A. Pryor movie, and ugh, it's rough. Um but it was it was fun to watch. I like I love that stuff. Like I love really bad action movies, you know. Um, you know, as the, the yeah. worst. What? Eighties the,
1: are full of that.
0: Yeah, and nineties, eighties and nineties had like yep. some of the worst action movies ever made, and I love it.
1: Jim so. Cotta. we're gonna do Jim Cotta.
0: Yeah. So thank you, Lacey. You were wonderful as always. So we'll definitely have you back
1: on. <laughs> Please
2: do. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, we'll definitely have might you back be, on I to discuss to more.
1: Watch one of my movies. <laughs> yes.
0: Wow. Paul likes to do that, where if I invite someone new that he hasn't had, he wants to have them watch. So you can see, like, I show you a pretty bad movie, but he can show you a pretty bad movie. <laughs> like Hold my beer. Find, yeah, he can find worse stuff, Um, except for. Well, if, it,
2: if it's going to be a bad one, let me know so I can drink. <laughs> you might need to. <laughs>
0: Um, for some of his stuff uh, uh, But you know I did show Paul a really Terrible movie uh, called Showed Oof. A
1: few terrible movies
0: yeah, One we didn't do for any phone cafe. I wish we kind of had uh, Which was uh, eight days a week I wish we That's had awesome. done a whole episode Because Paul hated it Oh man you watching it with Paul uh, This movie Awful. eight days a week starring Carrie Russell oh my god He just oh. He just hated it, hated and it was movie. fun. It was fun to watch him squirm because he's made me squirm a few times. So, you know, uh, I, getting something that actually made him squirm was great. John
1: Waters. <laughs> That's made me squirm, goes.
0: yeah. Um. So anyway, thank you all for checking this out. Um. Join us next week. It'll be a Paul episode. Um. So check us out then. Until then, everybody, bye. 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 <laughs>